is Testimonies of Life and Related Stories, the podcast. We look forward to you being with us as we recount stories of conversion and life experiences as told by those who were there. Special guest with us today is Rita. Rita is someone that I've known for around 27 years. Going back about a time that we met in Perth in 1993, in, in December. So welcome to the podcast, Rita. Thank you very much for um, this time that gave me opportunity to share what the Lord has been done in my life. Mm, thank you, Rita. Yeah, it, it is really good to be here. And look, Rita is a little bit special beyond that. Rita and I were married in December 1994, so we've known each other, I guess, in a more intimate sense than, than the average person that gets on this discussion forum. But uh, we, we actually want to explore today the time that more led up to the position that she found herself in in, in 1993. And... At that time, Rita, you were in an organisation, uh, a mission organisation. So just talk about that organisation a little bit as a start. Yeah. Um, I think, to me, I have no idea about what is Youth with Mission. They call a YWAM for short, which is it's an international denomination that um, independence, but it is... a calling by the Lord that through the young men that call Lauren Cunningham. And I have no idea about that because as we live in Indonesia, and I have no idea about English, nothing, but the Lord called me that to go to that place, which is, um, it's really only him that guide every part in my life. Because without him, I don't think I can be able to, to do that because um, it, it is Youth with Mission for me is um, something new in my life. And he, he took me there and he know where is the best place for, I think, for everyone, including myself in here, that he called me to the place that they call Youth with Mission, as I already said before. And I came to this uh, youth mission in 1987. And as he led me to this place, and from that, this is, um, maybe go straight to Perth first, how he led me to go to Perth, because he, one day he spoke to me when I was in the class, I was stuck there, and then it was in the class that he spoke to me that go to Perth. I was shocked, and then I stood up, and I thought, what? Am I hearing you, or what? And then I sit again, and then he spoke again, um, go to Perth. And I thought, no, I don't want to go to Perth. I want to go to Brisbane, because I knew somebody in Brisbane, uh, my, my friend that I knew from New Zealand, from Youth with Mission in New Zealand. And then, but the Lord spoke again the third time. He said, go to Perth, and I was and I thought, stand by that word, and I thought, okay, God, if you want me to go first, and you're the one that will open the way for everything that I need, and that, that start with that, and then 
yeah, I know that sometimes you think something that maybe you think that, um, okay, you want to go to Brisbane, but yet when you just obey what he said. And I just thought like, okay, God, my heart's still like thinking, why not send me to um, Brisbane? Because I want to be in Brisbane because I had my uh, very good um best friend that like a sister for me that live in Brisbane that I've been uh, together with them in mission um, when I was in New Zealand and but I thought okay God if that's you I just want to follow you and obey you and then cut that short story he did he did make miracle miracles a way that I never even think about that that he provided everything that I need to go to Perth, and I can see that he is a living God that that I never even know that really that he can provide everything, every single thing that you need, even financial. And then he provided not just the financial and also opened the school high IPHE that introduction primary healthcare. That the Lord, I thought the Lord wanted me to do that. I can help people in the village, you know, come back where there is no doctor that I can be able to to help them and go back to the place that that He will show me to go to the village, to village in Indonesia, part of Bali in Singaraja, all this area. Then I went there uh, because He did open the way with visa, with everything so so quick that beyond me that I can't believe it how he worked, it's when he wants to do, when he asks you to do something, and I do believe that he will open the way, no matter how hard, no matter how difficult that, that time, but he is the one that opened the way every single thing, through the financial and visa, and all the form that I have to fill up so much to, do, to be a student for the IPHC, and Someone just helping me in my English very limited that the Lord sent someone that's very kind and faithful that he helped me through with so patient and I can see Christ in his life. And that, that's how I start to go to birth. That I went there nineteen ninety-three and it was December and um I think December um Christmas Eve that I met I met a man that like everyone been talking to me. There is a guy that called Ellen, and they said you will like him because he is he can speak Indonesia. He is nice. He's good, and he's handsome. Whatever they said, and I just thought I just like confused what they're talking about because I came here because God want me to study, and I didn't even looking for any man that that um want to merit or something. And for me, it's hard enough already to study in English. Even though I was from New Zealand, um, I was been in New Zealand and then um, over there speaking English, but yet still, my English still um, very basic. Even until today, I still feel um, my English is not, not good enough, but I do believe at least as I can communicate, that might be better than nothing. I'm really grateful for that. And anyway, and then it is true that I met a young man that called Alan in the um, city where there is, uh, where there is a celebration for Christmas. There is a 
week Christmas three there in Perth. When when he was talking, introduced himself. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe it. He speak very to me. It's very rough that I, even though maybe I speak uh, firm and then strong, maybe a bit loud probably, but. This man is like, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of him. And I thought like, oh, I don't. And my heart just closed for him, you know. Not even want to close to him. And I don't want to be close to him because I'm scared with someone that that uh, speak rough, speak uh, frontal, or speak like um, confrontation and not mark around. And that I, I just can't... can't um, I don't know what happened, maybe my background, and then come back later to my background. That's why I'm scared to people that speak so firm and then like, I mean, he's maybe nice that time, but I don't, I don't know because I just look at the outside and then after that, I feel so scared of him and then I just um, make the wall in my heart, which is he doesn't know anything, just me and God knowing that I have the wall between me and him because I don't want close to someone that that speak to me so rough. But that that's my my judgment that time, and I don't understand that. And I thought I'm a good person, but I did judge judge him with my um, the way I see him, you know, the way I look at him, like looking at him, and it's the way he speak. That that that's my judgment, which is I realize after that it's not not what I see the outside, but the Lord look at the inside of him. And yet he is, his heart is so soft. And then he's he's very gentle. He's he's very very good. And and I realized then it is true. What uh, sometimes there is a I think um, praise that call um, and that will say, uh, do not uh, judge the book by the cover. And then you have to see the inside. What is it? You know. And that's what happened. And then finally. Um, finally, at the end, that I married him, with all with all everything that still uh, to me like thinking because he said after we married and then we just get married, organize everything and then short sto- uh, cut a short story that we married and and then I was like uh, still like oh what I'm doing and then this is like. I'm in in the stranger place, you know, in the with the stranger person. But I totally only the only thing I had only trust the Lord, nothing else. Just trust Him. Because sometimes we can't see, we can't see things that that will turn in good or the best for you. But when you trust Him, and He knows it's the best for you, the the man that I thought like Rab. I thought that Mabi uh, speak and speak uh, harsh. That might be my judgment, but the Lord's judgment is different. He look at the inside of his heart. His heart is so soft, and I didn't realize that the story that he been telling me. He was rejected too from the from the parents that supposed to be his nature parent that look after him, and then I didn't realize that. He was taken away when he was only three weeks baby, and he would grow up with someone else that which is not his parents, the nature parent, and that that I realized after that the Lord opened everything after so many years that I got understanding 
and then that then I can see how much that the Lord love him and also how much the Lord care for all of us. And you didn't realize what you asked for and maybe so many hurdles, so many things that happening in your life that you maybe can't see there is Lord, there is God there, but there is. He is real and he's a living. He's a living God and he never ever never ever disappointed you, never fell. He never fell. His word is so true, and it is true, that I didn't realize when he sent his pick to me, go to Perth. But I said to him, no, I want to go to Brisbane. And I didn't realize that he is come from Brisbane. And I end up in Brisbane after having children and everything. And then I forgot about that. And then he did remind me, remember, you want to come to Brisbane. Now look at this. You settle in Brisbane. And I was like, Wow, God, I can't believe it. Your way is not my way. Your way is so great beyond what I was thinking, you know. And sometimes in your wisdom, maybe, you think that you have wisdom in everything you do. But your wisdom, the world wisdom is different than the Lord's wisdom. His wisdom is amazing. That his way is a wonderful way. And sometimes we... We want to be instant everything. You, you, uh, you pray. You want that happening now. You, maybe after 10 years you've been praying, no answer. You give up to loving him or you give up to knowing him. But when you keep just obeying him, he is so faithful. He is faithful more than anything else. And I can tell that he is so real because my background wasn't Christian. I was Buddhist. I was Buddhist and all along, and I rem- now I know in Psalm 139 say, before you even you were born, that he knew you. He formed you from the mother womb and he made you there. And he knew everything about you, even though maybe you doesn't know him or you don't acknowledge him or you reject him or you doesn't want to know God or you being atheist or being whatever it is, call that. But he is the one there. He formed you. And then when you go through the, the desert, when you are in the darkness, he is there. His spirit is there. When you try to run away from him, he is there. And nothing that we can hide from him. He is always there. Always there for you. So I knew that, that I, I was so blessed. And I'm so really totally blessed by him through many things that... Um, my life, maybe some people have hard time more than what I do, more, more than I, my experience. Some might be influenced with the drug and alcohol or maybe other, and so many things might be happening. Maybe in my, my case in here, and it's different. And I came from the family that uh, back to my childhood, that my family... Uh, all Buddhists, because we have a Chinese background, I grew up in Indonesia, and I just grew up with a family that I thought my mom and my father love each other. They are. They all love each other. But because I didn't even know, my father was involved with the occult, that which is going to the uh, palm reader and then going everywhere, like believe with all the witchcraft and the other spirit, darkness spirit. And I have no idea about it because as a child, we grow up 
and then we don't know anything. But I I have no idea what my parent does, but I know my father always go to work and then have business and then supply the what um what the family needed, yeah, bringing all the food to the family and that's why he worked hard. And I didn't know that he is already like have a double personality, have two personality, which is one personality himself. He is a nice, nice guy. Very loving father, very kind, very good. But other spirit that in him, it's very violent, very bad. And then every time sitting with my mom, when I remember that, and end up with fight, not just fight, and then nearly kill each other, and then throwing everything on the table. As, as I grow up with that, I live with fear. That's why I said I'm scared with the men that speak up because my father like that. That's why I was so scared. And I don't want married with someone that rough or speak harsh. And I didn't realize that affect affect my my growing up with that. And only the Lord can deliver me from that. He delivered us. Well, my every day in the house, I didn't know about hell. I didn't know about heaven and nothing. I know in Buddhist about nirvana. I know in Buddhist there is a paradise there. But I have no idea. They, may, they never mentioned about hell. But what I've been through, I feel like already in the hell. Because one day I want to kill myself too. And the Lord, but I was, I'm glad that I went to Sunday school. In Sunday school, I felt peace and I feel have have joy there and with the song, singing, praising God. And I just want to be in there all the time, every day. And in one day, even though I was so my, still, yeah, I was already maybe that time, 15 years old or 16. And I went to Sunday school because I never been there. And I have no idea about Jesus. I don't know about him because I didn't know he died. He died for everyone in the world. My father said, uh, Jesus only died only for Western people, not for Asian, not for Chinese, not for our our um, in um, our descendant, because you have your own descendant, which is all the uh, ancestor, everything that that you have been brought up with that, and then we went to temple, everything. So, because as even though I was sixteen, that time of fifteen, and then. Um, we still have to uh, submit yourself to the parent, and then when the parent asks you to go temple, and then you have you must go. So I went with the temple in Chinese New Year. We went to the grandma place, and then big temple. We went there, and my father, I saw him. He loved uh, he loved his his goddess, and but he had so many goddess there, and then info with all witchcraft with everything, uh, name it, and then. Uh, that's why his personal become uh, when when other personality become very violent, and then when his personality is very very nice person, sometimes he's silent, and when he's silent, I feel really really sorry. I have pity for him, and I don't know what to do. I hardly talk to him. I can't talk to him because I was so scared. Because the only thing I remember also uh, all the time that sitting with him. And I was enjoyed already, and then suddenly they fight, fight, fight every day, fighting. And then when I went to church, and it is 
it is amazing. I really thanking God that someone is obedient to the God calling that come into the area that where I live, and then they knocking the door asking any uh, all the children of that uh, neighborhood if they were allowed to come to the Sunday school. And I'm glad that he knocking that he's grateful, he's obedient to God, and then so many so many children there that uh, asked to go, and then we went. But most of them, at the end, they are disappear. I think only me, the whole family, and also other family of my mom's uh, sister, they, they come to, to know God too. And at the end, my auntie, my uncle come to know God. And through all, I mean, it's amazing really. And with this one guy that the Lord saved me, and the Lord saved my brother, the Lord saved uh, all, and then through God calling to me too, and the Lord saved the whole family, the entire family, even my father at the end, knowing God. And then when I came to the church, also I have no idea that I just only feel peace, but everything, this is back to like the seed, the seed that um, been planted in the land, like um, poor, uh, there is a uh, that fall into the ground that not grow, and then there is one that fall into the thorn and then try to grow but never grow, and the other one too, and then when they fell into the ground and the bird took it, and I'm so grateful that every word that they uh, teach and they taught in the Sunday school, and I keep it in my heart because I want to be set free because I want my family that um, like. Uh, to loving each other in in the way they're supposed to be, without fighting, but to understand one another. But it's not happened, and then um, that's why the other word is said to, like um, in the Ten Commandments, one of those you have to honor your parents. So when they're fighting, when they fight, I don't know what to do. Only I just come to the bedroom and then pray. And I pray, pray every day, like day and night and morning, because every time I heard my father come back, I just want to run away. I just want to go upstairs and then pray and praying that I can. I just say, God, please change my father, change that, that my family can be better and then they, their marriage can be better. And every day I've been praying for that so many years, and that not happened until... Finally, anyway, and then I went, um, they asked me to go to retreat, and every time it's activity with church, I always want to go there. My desire want to go there because in the church, I felt like people so lovely, people so good, and they are like totally um, just come into the place where I can feel the love, so much love there, so much peace and joy in there that I don't have at home. Every time I come back from church, I felt like at home is like something is different again. I came like into different world that in the house is so chaos and everything. But some, maybe, I don't know, maybe affect to my uh, sibling different way. But this is, they are, they become rebel. They, 
they fight with my father, but I couldn't do that because I remember the word of God saying, honor your parents. And every time they fight, I couldn't stand for my mom. I know she's nothing, doing nothing wrong. But if i angry with my father, and I'm not allowed to do that because that's the word of God already uh, told, told not to do that, to honor them, not to lying, everything. And then so I just silent and I just go up and then I just cry and cry. I have like mommy every day bucket of water, uh, the bucket of uh, tears in, in that bucket because I don't know, just I couldn't do anything to help to help my mom. But yet they're screaming and every day screaming, day and night. And then I, I went, they asked to go to retreat. I just want to go. But um, my father not allow me. But I'm glad that my mom allowed me. My mom said, you go, it's okay. And then she is take control of the children because my father uh, saw being like uh, not to care about children or something. But it doesn't mean he doesn't care because he he is already into his own world with the with the witchcraft, with all those those things. And then after that I went to the um to the retreat in other part of Indonesia, Punchak Chipanas. And then in that place I really searched God. I was so hungry and thirsty. I want to be delivered. But at that time, I don't understand deliver. I just said, God, help me. Because help my parents that to be better, their relationship, everything. And then, I don't know, I just pray and pray and pray. I have no idea about speaking in tongue. There is nothing that, for me, it's all, that one is all new and strange. And I have no idea. But I was filled with the speaking in tongue. 1979, I was only um, 16 years old. And I felt with that, by the, touched by the Holy Spirit, which is, I don't know, that was what it is. And I was filled with that. And people lay hand on me. And, and my mind just, I couldn't stop. My tongue is twisted, and I speak and speak and speak until I felt like it is filled, so fulfilled, and that it stopped by itself. And I felt all my burden lifted up that I never knew that it was everything that I was carrying, it was lifted up by the Lord. It's, I have, that time I don't, I don't understand, and, but He gave me peace that I never had before, peace that so amazingly that I don't know how to describe it. Until today, I still have that peace. Peace in my heart. Maybe people confused that maybe thought like, is it, am I truly the, the, am I just maybe like pretending nice to other people, but inside me is maybe struggling? No, I don't have because all the struggle and the burden that I've been through that many years when I was childhood, the Lord already took it away. And I realized he already took it on the cross. And I realized he already took it, everything, my burden on the cross. And then I really, really grateful and thankful because without him, I think I'm maybe not in this world anymore, not even meet with Ellen. 
not even have children because I already plan on to kill myself. And I remember the Lord said, because love is love is come from Him when He is give it to you, and you're not allowed to take it yourself. And then, so I thought. I remember because this is maybe not in that scripture, but this is when I heard it that um, the teacher, Sunday school teacher, sharing, and your life is belong to him, and then do not take it your life. And then that time I don't understand, but I just thought that time when I was so burdened, so much struggling, and I just want to take it away, my my life, finish it. But after that, I realized, oh wow, that means like suicide. And then I realized, oh God, forgive me. And it, I did ask Him forgive me for forgiveness. And then after that, and God, it's not finished with me because I totally surrender everything to Him. And since then, that I have um, touched by the filled by the Holy Spirit. And my life, it's absolutely, I have that peace and then change my life, everything. And I still go to church. I Every time I go to church, I don't want to go anywhere else because that's the place that I felt this is I should be. This is should I belong, that I stay in there, in the, in the house of the Lord, because in there I have peace. And I carry that peace that maybe my family didn't have that that, that time. And then when when he asked me to go, someone just just speak to me, like in a meeting that I didn't know anyone there. And then it was I was far away from the the preacher. Preacher is at the front, and I was hiding under the stair. And he said, "There is a young man, young 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 man that God want to use that person." If you feel that, you come to the front and I will pray for you. And I felt it's me because the Lord wanted me. It's you. Go to the front. And I said to God, God, I don't want to go to the front because I'm shy. I'm scared. I don't want to go. And then everyone come to the front. And then he pray. And then he pray. And then he said, after he pray for everyone, and he said again, there is a young man here that God want to use it and come to the front and I will pray for you. And God speak to me again, it's you, go. And I said, God, no, you can speak in here if you want me because I'm shy. I don't want, I don't know anyone. I don't know the, the preacher. And then the third time he called, but I didn't go. I didn't went to the front. But yet God sent him to come to me and lay his hand on me. And he said, the harvest is ready. And the labor is few. And you is the one that God won't send you. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I just cry and cry because I was crying, God, I know that you are living God. Because he doesn't know me, I was hiding in the other place. That he know where I was hiding. That's why I can say in Psalm 139, that his spirit is there. It's no matter why you're hiding where you go. In the darkness, he is there. In the place that maybe you're hiding under the bed when you lay down, he know, and that's why I know that he is so real because he speak, he he know where you are, and then he he come to me and then he he did pray. He said, "The Lord going to use you. Go, go, and then the harvest is ready. Who else going to go?" 
unless you go. And then I thought, I was confused what that means because I have no idea the term of that word. And then finally, there is another guy that I was, I still, I was working that time then. And then I went to church. I was working. I was so happy in church. And then I went to church four times in a week. And then extra day, Wednesday, and another prayer group on the Thursday, 10 o'clock until um, 5 o'clock. And I was there. Whatever the church is had activity, I always there. And I joined with the focal group, even though my voice is not that, that bright, bright, bright. But I know my heart, the Lord is just seeking for the, the heart that want to serve him. And then after that, um, at work, that someone called me. I didn't realize that I met him and I forgot totally he is come from youth with mission. That's why, that's why I end up in youth mission. He he called me and then I thought I was blank. And then there is a a, a lady named, named Rita as well in that, that place when I was working together. And then I said, oh, okay, I give it to, him, to her. And then there is Rita. And then he, she said, it's not for me. I don't know him. And I thought, oh, he's, he's looking for you. And then you, Rita Gunawan, and I thought, oh, okay. And then so when I answer, and then he said, um, yeah, I knew you because I met you once. But you gave, I asked you for the number phone, and then that's why I called you. The Lord spoke to me. I'm going outreach, going somewhere else, and then maybe I will not see you. But I just want to pass this message for you that the harvest is ready. And who is going to go? unless you go going and the labor is few and he want you to go and i thought that make even worse and i thought what that mean i said okay thank you and then after that okay that's all the message i want to tell you and i thought i hardly meet this guy only once in that that fellowship and then that's it i never met him again and he is living in Adelaide now and then after that i, I was blank i said God, what that mean? I don't know. And then my friend, my friend now is living in America. And then she called me. She was working too. She said, Rita, you know what? Um, I've been praying. I think you and me should go to Youth with the Mission. I said, what is Youth with the Mission? I don't understand. And I said, Youth with the Mission is, uh, this is the organization that uh, have the teaching and have the uh, calling mission for the mission um, people, the young one that are going to serve God. And I said, oh, that time I just, okay, okay. And then it that they call uh, the calling um, in me, in the, Youth with mission, they have um thing they call to know him and to make him known. That's what, what the what the logos of the um youth with mission. And after that, cut that short story, and we all make it uh true that God led us to go to youth with mission. And it is very expensive. And I, I told her, I told her like this. Why don't we just go Bible study rather than go this place? And then for that course for a six-month thing and the course for three-year Bible study. And that, that's how the, the expensive is in youth with mission. But she said, don't worry, the Lord will provide it. And I, I said to God, God, you know what? I want, to, I want to bless her. So please help me that I can, because we have to go to the uh, medical checkup uh, and then before we go to youth with mission. 
And because they want every everyone healthy. And then we went to medical checkup, everything. But I said to God, God, please, um, you open the way that I can pay for this girl for his uh, for her medical checkup. That's one sign that uh, you allow me to go. But you know what uh, happened? It's not what I can't just command it, God, to do what what you wish to. But he spoke to my friend. You pay for it. <laughs> Instead, I paying her. He did spoke to her. Uh, you pay for Rita, for medical, for everything that she needed. And and I was just crying because maybe the Lord teach me not to be proud because for me, it's rather I give, rather uh, ra- I better give rather than, than receive it. I was humble. Um, it, the Lord teaching me to be humble. And then at the end, I was just crying, crying. She said, Rita, come on, don't be proud. You have to accept it. Because the Lord spoke to me to pay everything that you need. And then I was like blown away. And then so finally, uh, yeah, the Lord opened the way. And my, my mom, my mom never ever heard God speak. And then one day, because I am maybe like the uh, first, first right that uh, she had to let it go. Yeah, the first, is it the first fruit that, that to give it to God? And then... I didn't realize that the Lord spoke to her because, see, remember in Jeremiah 33:3, call upon me and I will answer you. My mom searched for him, like asking, begging for him, like, don't let Rita go because we need her. Because at home, I'm the uh, first daughter, second child, because I had older brother and I'm second child, but the first daughter. And I have sibling other, it's a seven, um, nine, um, ten all of us. So I had eight brother and sister. And then after that, the other, um, when, when she prayed that please don't take Rita because I'm the most responsibility at home. And then after that, the Lord spoke to her, to her ladder. You have, that time she had nine, you have nine children. Why don't you just give me one of your do- your of your daughter? And then my mom, my mom was shocked. Never ever heard that God speaking, and she heard that day. And that's why I was shocked. She she tried not to let me go, but yet that time she just so joyful and then said, "Okay, if you want to go, you just go." And I was like, "Oh, what happened?" I didn't know God. She already deal with the Lord, and the Lord deal with her. And then just let her go. And then I'm glad that she did. She obey her. And I did tell her, I said, Mom, Mommy, better I go and you have other. And if you didn't let me go, if the Lord take my life, what else you can get? You get what? You get nothing. So if you let me go, and I believe the Lord will look after the whole family, even all the siblings, and all my sister crying and screaming, doesn't want to let me go. And then they did. And it is amazing. It is true. When, when you let it go, everything that might be you, you love, and he give it back more than what you already let it. You you give it to him because I know now that Jesus already done everything. He just is not a stealer. He is not a destroyer. He is not taking everything that you thought 
that God, you take it everything from me, but it's not. He only wants your heart. Are you really love him? Or you really want to hold what you think the world over you or maybe your best thing, maybe your children. Your children is maybe that that your your soul. That's the the children that you love. But when you give it and he give it back. He give it back and that person it not just when I left, I might be still loving that mess in my heart. But when I come back, he restore. He transform me that if I can to be like this person now, it's because of him. Like my husband said today when he was speak, he was preach. I give credit to the Lord. And he is the one that changed him. And he is the one changed me. And if I can become transformed right now to be the better person that I can forgive my father, I can forgive everything. It's because of his love. It's because he is he already done it. He finished, he forgive everyone that I don't deserve to hold him back. I don't deserve to unforgive my father. That time is so hard to forgive him. But when I did and he restored the whole lot, he restored it and he restored my father until he come to know God too. <laughs> that I never ever in my life that I can give hug my father. Never. Maybe because our relationship is so far, so far away that even maybe we live in the one house, but our heart is so far. And then when the Lord changed, I feel so close to him. I can sense it. He is struggling. I can sense it. He doesn't want to be like that. I can sense it because the Lord give me all the discernment to understand what's going on. Because before that, I can't see and that's why when everyone meet Jesus, the blind can see and the sickness can be healed and the paralyzed can walk because he met Jesus. When I met Jesus and my life was, my life was transformed and I can forgive my father and I can be able even to hug him he was shocked because it never ever happened and all the children cannot do it. But I did because I can feel his, his love. Jesus give me love that I can be able to love him unconditioned, to love my father unconditioned. And he want, he want to be free too. He doesn't know that he was bound by this all evil spirit, by this all the spirit of darkness but truly only by His grace. And I was so, so blessed to know Jesus and to be able to be part of His kingdom and to be part of this ministry. Whatever He called me, it doesn't matter. My life is nothing without Him. My life is, I don't think I'll be here if not because of His love. His love, his love is true and it's already proved on the cross. And I know now everything changed in my family, even though I know my, my parents already gone with the Lord. And I had my brother and sister still alive. And I'm really grateful, even though 
we are grow up with the family violence every day, but yet the Lord changed everyone. And none of the my sibling, my brother, it's violent. They're all so gentle. They are so good. They are so kind. They look after each other. That's how amazing our God is, our Jesus is. And we worship the whole family worshiping him and loving him no matter what. And then I can see now why he calling me because through me, he using me that I can be blessed to my family. I can be mentored towards their journey to know the Lord Jesus even deeper. Because as a Chinese, as we, as we all grow up, we not share anything outside the home, outside the family. We not, you not share anything that bad about your family. They keep inside them. But the Lord know that he took me out from the family because only through me that my family can be open. My brothers, my sister can be open. And then I'm really grateful because his way is greatest, greatest way than, than our ways. And our ways, sometimes you think that you, you know the best, but we don't know. We, we don't know the best. Only Jesus knows the best. I think that that's all. And my life now, I have myself, I have my own two daughters. Been married 27 years, as uh, my husband already uh, shared earlier. Yeah, and I'm really grateful. And my husband can be witness that I choose before. I married him. I told him that I will never argue. I will never fight with whatever situation. I just trust the Lord and I surrender to him because I had enough to hear the argument and fight in my family every day that I choose not to do that. So no matter what my husband been through, I support him and I choose to keep loving him and because I don't want to bring my culture or I don't want to bring my tradition into our marriage, but I want to bring Jesus in our marriage. He is the center of everything. That's why I can love him unconditioned because Jesus loved me unconditioned. That's what I did. And maybe everyone thinking that I'm pretending, but it is not. Whatever you know me, whoever that knowing me, you know me as who I am. This is also, this is what I am. And I don't change, I don't pretend, but only the Lord changed me. And then when the Lord changed me everything, and then that's why I become right now what I, I am now. Because without him, I think I maybe will not see anyone too. And, and that's why people sometimes confuse when they ask me, Rita, you seem like no emotional. You seem like, are you really real? Are you really like never fight with your husband? And I said to them, you know me. This is what you know me. That, that's what, what I, who I am. Because the Lord changed me. So I don't want to change anything like my life before. But I want to be better and better and to serve him as my savior, to be transparent. I, I know I cannot be like Jesus because he is so perfect. 
I never be perfect, but he make me perfect before him. That's the that's the main thing. And also I really grateful to have my husband that support in everything that I do, uh to keep loving him and, and serve him in no matter what and he support me. And the children, the beautiful children, it's growing up, it's a lot challenging too, but the Lord is the victorious. I give him glory, I give him credit. I've been through so many things too with the with the children, with the elders, but he changed everything. He changed it. And that's why never give up. Pray and trust the Lord. You pray, you think maybe you you that I had enough been praying and why the Lord didn't answer me. His time is not your time. Your time is different and his time. He know the best. He know everything. Just hanging there. Be strong and knowing. Be still and the Lord is there. The Lord always there for you. And just keep talking to him. Never give up. Because no matter how how hard, how difficult your life, even you battle with the cancer, you battle some friend that I have friend and had problem with cancer, but they're hanging there and knowing they have hope that my Lord can can heal me. And there is hope that the Lord can save me and deliver me from every trial, every problem, every hurdle, no matter what you've been through, and hanging there. And he is there always for you. And he's waiting for you with open arm and just asks you, come back, my child, come back. I love you so much and come back to me. I'm longing to hear from you that I love you so much and I care for you. That's what his heart. And just come back to him that he calling you, that he died for you. And Jesus loves you so much as he loved me and as he saved me and he saved my family, the whole entire family itself. Because the prayer is a powerful and don't give up to keep praying and keep loving him no matter what. And he is there for you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rita. I mean, that's a, that's a powerful testimony of our real Father in heaven. And I know I I know you've, your earthly father was a difficult man, although when I met him, and I knew him quite well, he'd mellowed quite a bit at that stage. Mm. The incredible thing for me is that when you were young, you had a Chinese name, Sui Lan. <laughs> Yes, true. And then through the the uprising in, and you know, political turmoil and, and other outcomes in Indonesia, Chinese, Chinese writing, Chinese names and Chinese language was outlawed, especially in central Jakarta where you grew up. So you had to ch- your whole family had to change your names and you were given alien passports because Chinese were considered alien to the Indonesian country at that time. And in fact, I think your family was loaded on a ship to be deported back to China. That's right, yeah? Yes. But right at the last minute, you were offloaded and you were given through a process these alien passports and you had to change your name. 
Yes. One of the parts, the incredible parts of the story of your father is that your earthly father is that he gave you a name, Rita. Yes. Which is an unusual Indonesian name. But he based that, he actually based that on Gurita, mm-hmm. which in Indonesian means octopus. And his words to me was, well, I named Rita after Gurita because I had a vision that she could travel the world because an octopus can go through the oceans of the world and go anywhere. Through the, the mysticism that he sought and the, the witchcraft that he sought after and the stones that he carried around. Yes. Seeking a magic outcome or seeking to be rich or seeking something that it would never give him was always out of reach. Yet through all that, the prophecy about yourself came true. Yes, that's true. Mm. That you've travelled the world. I mean, you lived in, it was almost unheard of for yourself as someone brought up in a traditional Chinese family in Jakarta with no education, no form, I say no education, education up to high school, but no university qualifications and no capital backing from the family or yourself, but to then travel internationally, live in different countries, um, go on outreach, spend time in community, learn English, end up in Perth. Then, after being married, travel across Australia and then travel internationally multiple times. Mm. Have a network of friends, relations, uh, family of believers across the world. Um, mm. It's incredible. I mean, that's, that is our Father God that has done all that. Mm. But to know that he actually used your earthly father. Yes. Mm, to prophesy that through the changing of your name mm. in yes, your childhood. Yes, that's true. So I, I find it amazing how the Lord God, our true Father, puts all those things together. Yeah. And amongst the broken pieces of family relationship, he's mended all that, he's healed all that, mm. and he's brought all that into existence those words that were spoken so long ago. And at this point, you've still got quite a few years to go, so we don't know what the Lord has in store yet. Yes, that's true. That's quite amazing. And I think we might have to come and visit some of those other chapters another time, but yeah. I really appreciate you opening your heart. And for the audience, uh, also, you can appreciate it's a very special companion of mine. Thank you, Rita, for spending some time with us to discuss the work of the Lord in your life and your journey of conversion. Thank you for this opportunity, my loving husband. I appreciate it. I'm not scared of you anymore <laughs> because God proved it. He, he proved it, you know, last thing that I want to say. He proved it that he is truly the best, the best of the best that he chose for me. He is the greatest matchmaker for the young woman, young lady, 
when no matter what your situation, just come to the Lord and ask Him. He will give you the best. And then please keep yourself um, clean before Him. And don't be scared. And make sure you do the right thing before Him. And He will bless you. He knows he know your desire. And just don't try uh, like uh, battling with Him or wrestling with Him. Uh, I did, but I surrender. He is the winner because He knows the best for, for me and He knows the best for all of you. And I encourage you, just surrender to Him and trust Him without cease. Cease is trust Him without doubt because He knows the best. And He is a good Father. He is a good God. And He always there for you, no matter what your situation. If you have family, um, drug addict or alcoholic or battle with all financial problem or with the psychology thing problem, or mental ill, just come and speak to him. He will deliver them. If he can do it to me, and I believe it's for everyone, and he will deliver everyone. If you ask him, and then it shall be given. And knock, the door will be open. And everything that you ask, and the Lord hear, and he will answer in his time. Not your time, not my time, but his time is a perfect time. That's, I think, I want to close with that. Thank you, my husband. Loving, beautiful. Amen. Amen. He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. That's right. Amen. Little one to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And thank you for joining us. This podcast is not sponsored by any group or organization and does not seek or promote endorsements. Our motivation is simply inspiration that you may be inspired by the spirit of the one true God to know that the objective and narrative coexist, that the spiritual and physical are not separated, to increase in understanding and to walk in his way. Though mountains fall, I'll put my trust in I'll put my trust in you